As hilarious as that music may sound, it is not how I want to kick off my podcast. Welcome to the Michael Aldred Comedy Podcast. It's going to be so much fun when he makes humor of himself and the many things in New York City. Oh, and by the way, this is not the voice of Bruno. Ladies and gentlemen, I am so jazzed right now. Uh, I don't I don't know how to open this thing. <laughs> I should... <clears throat> I, uh... You could start with the, the comedy boner. <laughs> I have a comedy boner right now. <laughs> Which means that uh, I'm very excited to do this. And uh, I'm here with my buddy. You want me to say your name? That's fine. Good Bri- afternoon, everyone. Brian Patrick <laughs> Kelly. <laughs> Uh, I talked about, I actually talked about you on my Christmas podcast, that's the last one I did. Did you know that, Brian? Did I know we had? Or yeah. What? Do you, do you have, did you listen to my Christmas podcast? Yeah, I, Christmas I talked about us, uh, how we went out that night and, and I was dressed like an elf and you Bloody were, elf. and you were dressed like a human. <laughs> um, I just farted and I can smell it. It's not a, it's not good. Uh, luckily there isn't a chick here, um... And by that, I don't mean any disrespect toward guys, you know? Um, I'm not offended. Yeah, you shouldn't be. Uh, I apologize uh, if I was being... If I wasn't being... Uh, you're, being you're, you're making an assumption there that uh, your fart smell wouldn't bother me, but... I, I, and I apologize for that. It's okay. And you know what? I, I think that uh, I, I trust your grandpa's piece of advice now more than ever, which is don't ever trust a fart. Uh, do you mind that I said that? No, no. I, I farted, and I don't trust it. It it it, it lost my trust because because it stinks. So what that means, we broke it down. So maybe you previously trusted it. I previously trusted farts, but this one was not. This one was not fresh. Those are some wise words. Yeah. And and to clarify, because I asked you, I asked you what that means. Don't ever trust a fart. And what you said, because I didn't fully understand at first, what you said is, don't trust that it doesn't have the capability of being either potent or loud or, you know, whatever. And and don't automatically assume it's going to be silent and odorless. Yeah, and and frankly, you need to understand your situation and where you're at, and whether something that potentially could be very smelly and disruptive may not be appropriate at that time. Yeah, and you know what? Luckily, I'm the only... I'm the victim here. I'm the only victim, and I like that, that it's contained to just me. So, luckily, the damages are um, very um, minor, but but I still... I also learned that your, your grandpa is wise because it's true. Uh, I, I lost my ability to trust a fart. That's what it takes is being exposed to those situations. Yeah, exposure. My, my nostrils were exposed. Yeah. Uh, it's the olfactory sense. I don't know if you remember that from Human Anatomy. Yeah, did you take Human Anatomy in high school? I don't think so. Human Anatomy and Physiology, uh, the olfactory sense is the sense of smell. Uh-huh. So. <coughs> um. <coughs> Anywho, you guys have been a great audience. Thanks for tuning in today. Uh, hopefully next time <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get into some other stuff, you know? <laughs> we'll talk about some things going on in the world, like, you know, Trump and the Me Too movement. Okay, have a good one. Bye. All right. Um... <laughs>
<laughs> no, thanks for tuning in. We're, we're just getting started. Um, would you be disappointed, Brian, if that was the whole podcast? Do you want me to be honest with you? Yeah, I do. I wouldn't ever want you to be anything but honest. Well, no, you know, I think there's some value to something, you know, short and sweet like that. Yeah, you know, like a eulogy, right? Yeah, yeah. Eulogies are good, short and sweet. Yeah. Can you imagine somebody giving a really long eulogy that ends up, like, you know, making it about sure, themselves? Sure <laughs> Can you imagine if someone <laughs> turned a eulogy in, <laughs> like... <laughs> It's like, man, you freaking putz. <laughs> Who is this, uh, who's this creature up here delivering this eulogy? <laughs> Alright, um, have you ever given a eulogy? Uh, no, I have not given a eulogy. Have you? Yeah. You have? Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Thank you. Didn't you make it by yourself, did you? No. Okay, that's good. Um, I talked about how, talked about how this person meant a lot to me through my experience so I was part of it but hopefully that allowed for it to be more real do multiple people give a eulogy um the same, the same funeral to be honest I guess speaking I, I was considering speaking at the funeral right so um when I say eulogy that was how I was defining it I don't know if there's actually like a like a, a headliner <laughs> The doors. I don't know. Well, you know, I figured the family of the deceased are going to ask certain people to speak, right? Yeah. They ask just one person. You know, there's different ways of doing it. It's just like a wedding, right? Um, there's different ways of doing it. So, um, you know, way to talk, way to, way to take a real dark topic and make it light, lighthearted and fun, right? It's part of life. That doesn't have to be dark, right? Yeah. It could be a celebration. Yeah. Right? A celebration of one's life. Hey, I mean, we're really. Hey, we're talking real deep here, but let's put it this way: one of the great things about um, funerals and when someone passes, like when somebody does pass, that one of the things that I think is beautiful that happens, honestly, is that everybody, you get to learn about this person you may or may have known for however many years, maybe your whole life. And you get to learn about them through other people's lenses and perspectives. You get to learn things that you never would have known. And that's kind of a beautiful thing. You get to see a part of... You get to see more of this person that you probably loved or cared about. Whatever your relationship was. And you get to learn, like, wow. I already knew this person was good, but, like, these are these are really cool stories. You know what I mean? They really yeah, mean a lot. So... Well, guys, uh, thanks for tuning in. Um, <laughs> no, I'm going to say that after every <clears throat> little... That was not on the itinerary. <laughs> yeah, thanks for tuning in. No, the, uh, oh, the talking about eulogies and, and uh, speaking at funerals was not on the, um, was not on the itinerary. But I, I do think you can actually throw humor into a eulogy. And you can throw humor. In fact, uh, it, it, if done appropriately, it can really be a positive thing, you know? So, I wouldn't make that the, the sole focus if you ever <laughs> if you ever have to div- deliver a eulogy don't try to make the entire thing funny well you gotta read your audience you know yeah I mean, maybe appropriate in the right yeah. circumstances yeah there's something about I don't know what, why this is in my brain right now but I'm thinking about like making people laugh so hard that they cry um, why not flip the script and, you know they're crying so hard why not make them laugh all right, um, I don't know. <laughs> All right, is this too? Is this weird? 
<laughs> do you no. feel weird right now? No. Do you appreciate what we're talking about? Do I? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, I mean, I certainly appreciate it, although I'm not sure whether anyone's ever cried <laughs> so far that they've started laughing. Well, I wouldn't say... Well, I was saying... I mean, They're already crying hard. Why not make them laugh? Okay, and I understand. Right. Yeah, I wouldn't. Yeah, I wouldn't want to make. I, I wouldn't have the intention of making somebody cry so hard that they would laugh. I would say that I would like to alleviate that crying that is there out of my control through laughter, if and when appropriate. Every once in a while. Does that? <laughs> yeah. No. I mean, like I said, I I can certainly understand and appreciate that. Yeah. Absolutely. Hey, this is fun. Yeah, it's good. You guys have been a great audience. Uh. <laughs> sorry about that. And I apologize for not covering my mouth right there, Brian. I'm oh, sorry, you're far enough away from me. Hey, guys, I won't get you. I won't get you sick, audience. But Brian, I apologize. Uh, do you want to? I have an Asian mask. If you want one of those surgeon masks. Actually, yeah, I would love one. If you, is it is it new in the package? Uh, it's brand new. Okay. I mean, I don't want to wear one that you've been using. You know. It's this. Uh, yeah. If you could, if you could just take a look at the document rather than actually opening it, I'd appreciate it. It's so. Uh, so I, I'm not allowed to wear. It's this. more of a prop than anything oh. <laughs> for future reference. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't really understand how you expect me to read this. It's all in Chinese. Is it really? Yeah. Are you yeah. trying to be funny right now, or is it really in Chinese? Have you looked at this before? I've never looked at it. <laughs> it's all entirely in Chinese. Well, hold on. There's one. There's there's some English letters here, but they're under your, your name tag. Wow. Um, can I just say that? Well, I think that's French. Barrière. Um. It might be. You know, I saw a very stylish mask the other day. Uh, I saw a very attractive Asian woman wearing an all black surgeon mask. It was very arousing. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, wow. So that's, what, what piece I was that like, that's kind of hot, dude. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah, looked like a like, like a, a Mortal Kombat, Kombat like a Mortal Kombat yeah. like, character. Uh, like Scorpion or, or well, they, like Katana. Sub-Zero? Well, there's some female. Have you ever have you played the new Mortal Kombat's? There's a couple yeah. women that are very attractive. Uh, and I'm like, wow. <laughs> I'm I like this. Like, <laughs> yeah. You know, you, is maybe, that well. Maybe I was going to ask you that here. I don't... I was going to ask if that's another one of your searches, you know, in reference to our previous discussion. Definitely going to... You're, you're really... Uh, that was going to be on the unranked. You're giving version. the audience blue balls here, Brian, by saying that. Let's let's put it this way. When I'm, um, when I'm looking up inappropriate things on the internet, one of the things that I don't look up is Mortal Kombat avatars. <laughs> Okay, that's that's what I was needing clarification. And 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 to clarify for you guys, Brian and I had a conversation over the phone yesterday that gave me the idea that uh, I should I kind of hold back on on some of the things that I talk about just out of respect. You know, I have a job. Uh, I want to respect the company that I work for as well as you know the uh, my coworkers by not being too by not saying everything that I actually feel right. So I'm going to start recording the uncut versions, and if I ever do get famous, I'll release those at that time, right? So, like, this is episode 40. There might be a secret episode 40B 
that gets released five years in the future <laughs> that really talks about what has actually happened the last couple of weeks. Is that what you would call it, 40B? I don't know. Maybe. Maybe XXXI? I don't know. Yeah, that'd be just 40. Right? An I is... Uh, or no, an I is... Uh, lowercase I. Okay. Lowercase. Oh, okay. I don't know. Either way, how's the Corona treating you? I see you drinking a Corona. Did you know that Corona is one of the sponsors of, this po- of my podcast? I make money now. Do you? No. <laughs> well, uh, that'd certainly be pretty cool if that was actually the case. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, we've talked about the sexy black Asian mask lady. Um, <laughs> well, that's about it. Uh, <laughs> Well, I wanted to talk a little bit. Of, well, first of all, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, I haven't recorded since Christmas, as I talked about before. Uh, hopefully, you guys are having some a good start to the new year. And uh, if you have resolutions, I don't like you. All right. <laughs> no. What I mean is, uh, stop doing New Year's resolutions. You know what I mean? Just do that the whole year. Like make goals. And follow through regardless of whether it's the new year or not. The whole new year and new me thing is, is actually really stupid, in my opinion. I um, agree with you. I think you if you make a change, do it now. Yeah, and, and it's never too... What happens is people like set these really daunting goals for themselves that are unattainable, and they burn out on the second day of the year mm-hmm. when they should be focusing on those things 365 days a year and taking incremental steps. So... It's January 20th. What I say is, new day, new me. Whatever New Year's resolutions you've already given up on, start now and start smaller and take it one step at a time. Does that seem fair? Yeah. My New Year's resolution was not to make New Year's resolutions this year. Did you make any? I didn't, and you know what? I ate some some disgusting food right off the bat, and I loved it, you know? I, uh, you know, I ate some burgers and filled my belly with some red meat. Uh, what else did I do? I didn't, I didn't, I, I didn't, um, stop myself from any pleasures that I desired. <laughs> and, uh, I don't regret it. <laughs> what I will say, <laughs> what I will say is that I'm ready to start making some changes in my life now. And you don't have to wait. Until January first of twenty nineteen. Exactly. I didn't. Right I didn't burn myself out. Yeah. Really. Yeah. It's like the tortoise and the hare, guys. Don't start off like the freaking hare. Be the tortoise. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the guy who takes the slow, <laughs> steady, incremental steps that's going to win in the end. Um. So we actually had a great New Year, didn't we? Yeah, we did. Yeah, you were. That was the last time I saw you, wasn't it? Or it was. Yeah. Have I seen? Get to watch the uh, the actual ball drop. Oh, tell tell the audience about that. Uh, go ahead. Okay. So, um, Mr. BK, <laughs> as I like to call him, actually B, BPK, British Petroleum Katana, <laughs> um, uh, invited me to a New Year's party, and I dragged myself out of the house from the hermit that I naturally want to become. Into the frigid, frigid weather. I was probably as negative something degrees. It was pretty cold. 
Uh, it was so freaking cold, but I didn't even know where this thing was. I just typed it in my Google, Google Maps, dragged myself out of the house like 10 o'clock at night. I finally made my way out of the, of the house, and I said, I may as well get some socialization in, right? And uh, as I'm, when I get off the subway at like 57th Street and Broadway, I look down and I can see Times Square and the ball and like people standing there. And I'm like, wow, the party's like nearby. I wonder, this is so close that I bet if I wanted to come out and watch the ball drop, I could from here. That's what I thought to myself. And I was thinking, Brian, I'm going to tell Brian that we should do that. We should sneak out of the party and watch the ball drop because it's going to be awesome. Little did I know that uh, when I show up to the party, there's a gigantic window with a fresh view of freaking Times Square. Pretty fresh. It was, it was so fresh that there was a lot of uh, condensation on the window <laughs> that we had to continually wipe off to prepare for the ball to drop. Which I might add, you did a fantastic job of doing. Thanks, dude. You did too. Yeah, but I, I feel like you... Uh... You were at it a little longer than I was. Yeah. But that was, it was, that's I, was, I was dedicated to make sure everybody got a good view. Yeah. I wasn't going to be selfish. No. And that's, that speaks on the type of person that you are. Thanks, man. You know what? I'm really highlighting what a great person I am. How great is that? <laughs> how good of a person... I bet the, I'm sure the audience agrees, though. <laughs> how good... How, I'm such a good person that I'm highlighting how good of a person I am. After, after you finish the story, you should talk about some more things. That, that I've done. About how good of a person you are. Yeah, because you know what? That's the ultimate sign of humility, which is ultimately like a great sign of what a good person is, you know? Um, so, so, yeah, we had a great view of Times Square. We got to see the testicle drop. It was amazing. It was amazeballs. Huh? It was amazeball. Uh, you ever hear a girl say it was amazeballs? It's kind of a turn on. I don't know why. I like it when a girl, I, I like it when a girl cusses, dude. It's a turn on for me, you know. See, I don't like that. You don't like it? No. Haven't, dude. You ever notice when it's a girl? It's gotta be not when it's constant, but if it's like out of some very heavy emotion, then I can dig that. You know what I like? Okay, I can. I think. I, I think I'm. I think. Uh, I think. <laughs> I think that I think I'm on the same page or at least close to the vein that you're going down uh, I'm thinking of one girl in college who before before I was a successful comedian and had groupies um, <laughs> no actually there's some truth to that statement um, there was a girl who I thought was really pretty and uh, she never seemed to notice me or give me the time of day and she happened to be at a show that I was performing at once and she was like hovering around after the show and I was like dude I think she's like I told my buddy I was like dude I think she's like trying to be visible toward me right now you know what I mean she's like kind of hanging around as I'm like greeting people after the show I was like dude she's like she's p intentionally putting herself on my radar screen is this how chicks do that when they're you know is, is this how is this how girls like make stuff happen when they're Whatever. So I was like, I like this, you know? Anyway, we uh, we had a class together not long after that, and I would sit next to her some days when there was an open seat just being cool or whatever. Like, I, I didn't force it. I wasn't like, oh, I'm going to like try to 
oh, I sat with her last time, so I better not sit with her this time. You know, it was like, hey, there's an open seat. I was like, more Last casual. time is a song by English musician Labyrinth. Written by Alexa, Labyrinth, the manager. Please stop talking. And I mean that with all due respect. <laughs> um, that was really loud. Anyway, so I sat next to this girl, and she, I remember she distinctly... She would like write on, she started to like write on my Facebook wall every once in a while. You know, she's starting to get a little active with me, you know? Mm -hmm. Making herself pop up on more than one radar screen, if you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And I remember she's cursed for the first time in front of me, and you could tell there was a small part of her that was a little bit unconfident. So she was cursing to show, there was a power change. What I mean by that, now this is, this is gonna start getting deep here. <laughs> It's not. I'm not saying we're having a battle of the sexes, but you could tell the power change wasn't anything I was actively doing. It was her accepting her attraction toward me now. Um, Remember what she said? She just dropped an F-bomb, but you could tell like her face was red and she was a little like... What was the context? I don't know. Just, she, you could tell, she had never cursed around me or exposed like she had a little bit of a... What's the... Careless... Whatever you want to... What's the word for that? Anyway, she, um, she was, she, yeah, she was trying to, she was trying to put herself on my radar screen, um, and it was, I, I'm, I'm attracted to that, is, is all I'm trying to say. Am I, am I rambling too much? No. <laughs> Are you interested in yeah, what I'm talking about? I mean, I, I'm, I'm just, you, I, I wish I knew what she said. She's like, she, she just dropped an F-bomb casually in the middle, like an unnecessary F-bomb as an adjective or something in the sentence, you know? Mm -hmm. And uh, I was just like, wow, that was unnecessary in my own mind, but it was hot, you know? <laughs> like, mm -hmm. like, she's, uh, she's planting seeds in my mind, you know what I mean? I don't know how to explain it. Does, does that register or not? <laughs> you need to know the exact sentence to No, no, one. I just, I, I don't know. I guess I just, I guess I just don't. If you're confused, the audience is probably confused, so <laughs> help them out by clarifying what you're confused on. <laughs> Pretty much the whole thing. <laughs> um, I guess I just don't, wouldn't ever specifically reference a girl casually dropping an up bomb and saying that it, that I was aroused by it. <laughs> it just doesn't, I mean, it's, it's kind of neutral to me, you know? Yeah. You by know, the way, I, can I would never say that I was aroused by by this f bomb that she dropped. You know, just I guess I probably wouldn't notice it. You know. Yeah. So I'm just interested to know more of the exact details that define this particular circumstance, so I can try to put myself, you know, in your shoes and, and <laughs> figure out where the arousal came from. <laughs> I think the arousal came from the fact that she was willing to show me the bad girl in her. Oh. Right, she was she was she was exposing intentionally. She was intentionally exposing the bad girl. Okay, see now, see now, I'm understanding where you're going. Yeah. Okay. She ended up having a little more bad girl in her than that too. And what I mean by that is, I'm not gonna sit here and I was I was dating a girl at one point, and she continued to appear larger and larger on my radar screen to the point where she started saying things like you should come over you know knowing that I had a girlfriend 
and like hitting me up like directly and I was like whoa <laughs> you are bold yo you know what I mean like this chick is bold like this chick is inviting me over son you know I was like where were you at when I didn't have a girlfriend um and that's that's the okay I'm gonna say this real quick I'm 100% on board for the Me Too movement and women's rights and everything but I just want to say I want to say that not not in defense I'm not battling the sexes here but I just want to ask the ladies out there why you come out of the woodwork when I'm in a relationship <laughs> you selfish ego driven <laughs> be, be careful there <laughs> people which goes both ways, guys and girls, and I'm guilty of it too, right? Uh, there's all there's a little bit of an ego in all of us and, and selfishness that we all have been victim of. None of us are perfect, but uh, I will say that I have. It's 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 crazy how girls will pop up on your radar only when you're taken. Some girls, and that's just I can only speak with. I'm, I'm sure it's the same for girls. I'm sure guys me. That's sort of that's an age old question, Mike. What? Why do people pop up on your radar as soon as you're taken? I think it's ego. I people. I think people do it to satisfy their ego. They say, "Am I, am I good enough to destroy for this dude to be? Am I good enough to be a homewrecker? Am I hot enough to be a homewrecker?" Bold statement. Am I? Am I really saying some strong things here? Yeah, that's that's pretty strong. Do you see? How do you feel about what I'm you saying? Know, I certainly think there's uh, some people in that position, but I think the other side of it is probably a lot of perception on the individual's part, you know, that you're not noticing those women until you become in a relationship. There's a mindset shift mm -hmm. in everyone's mind when you enter a relationship, in your mind and everyone else's. Mm -hmm. And you, it's like... Uh, Meiosis or whatever, or uh, osmosis, the the flow, <laughs> the the flow of of energy switches, right? I don't think that's osmosis. There's a semi-permeable membrane. No, I don't know. Um, <laughs> no, I guess what I'm trying to say is that yeah, it's weird. It's like a game of whack-a-mole, you know. Mm -hmm. And if you if you try to do the right thing and like, if say a girl appears on your radar when you're in a relationship that you're attracted to, if you break up with your significant other to do the ethical, like to ethically be like, all right, I'm going to do the right thing and break up so that I can pursue this mirage here, the the head of that creature disappears. <laughs> pretty scientific way to talk about whack-a-mole. <laughs> do you know what I'm talking about? Have you ever yeah. experienced that though, Brad? Like, have you ever felt like a girl popped up on your radar screen only when you were in a relationship? And then, like, when you were single, if you followed up on that lead, it was no longer a lead? <laughs> have you ever... Yeah, I mean, I, I think everybody's been in that situation yeah. before. But again, uh, <laughs> I don't think it's out of, you know, um, the... The other individual. I don't think it's out of deception of the other individual. You don't think so? I think it's a lot of circumstance, you know, and then circumstance <laughs> that you start to like. Do you think it's in, more of a Is it in your own mind? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I don't know, man. Yeah. I think it might be a two-way street. I mean, like I said, I certainly think there's situations where there's someone who's probably a little deceitful and wants to 
you know, try to be a home wrecker. They want to they wanna eat the forbidden fruit? Yeah. <laughs> they want to eat the forbidden fruit basket? Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. Mm. Well, we've all uh, probably experienced some part of that spectrum on the doing or the receiving end of it. Mm-hmm. And some of us may or may not have participated in <clears throat> the opportunities. I personally uh, am not an advocate for, um, for, for taking people up uh, under those circumstances. I think it's, uh, you know, when, you're, when you have a commitment, especially marriage, right? we're really getting deep here. <laughs> this conversation is taking on its own form. <laughs> Like, I, your job is to steer it back into a normal direction if and when needed, Brian. <laughs> I just put a whole bunch of pressure well, on your shoulders. I have itinerary, though, so I don't know what direction. Well, I don't know what track there is no itinerary. We're, we're talking. Okay. But if you... I mean, I, like a list of topics or something. <laughs> we're going to talk about... Okay, well, tell me, give, give me the next general topic and then, or maybe two general topics out, and then once we start... Shifting into you know the dark territory, I can say, "Hey, Mike, let's talk about this." <laughs> um, a couple topics on the itinerary are <laughs> comedy. <laughs> okay. So, um, so when we start getting dark. I should say, Mike, we should talk about some comedy. <laughs> yeah, uh, we okay. can talk about comedy. We can talk about how I had an interaction with two ladies recently. Yeah, let's talk about that because I haven't heard that full story. Okay, so. <laughs> Again, uh, I'll try to keep this as uh, non-inappropriate as possible. What's your rating here? Is it I always like I rate it explicit, like just PG to be safe. I, I rate it explicit, okay. just to be safe, because some of the topics I cover sometimes are explicit, and then sometimes I, I don't really get graphic in my podcast ever. I don't, I don't think at least in anything that has ever been gra- graphic, I've taken off the air. Uh, episode three. If, if you guys are ever lucky enough for me to make that. Live again. Um, <laughs> okay, anyway. Um, talk about graphic. And, alright. That's pretty good tea. That right. is good tea. Did you enjoy yours? I did. Sure. So, speaking of episode three, there were, episode three and four led to um, me pursuing, uh, I don't know if you guys remember this, a couple years ago, but um, the opportunity, if and when it's, not mutually beneficial because I think mutually is like two ways. When there's a three, when there's three parties involved and it's beneficial for all three parties, what is that I think called? Would, I think that would still be mutual. Mutual. I don't think mutual has to be two part exclusively two parties. Okay. Um, I think it's just everyone benefits. How about the trif- trifectually beneficial? <laughs> um, two or more parties. Okay. Means. Uh, I was going to say trifactually, but apparently that's not necessary for me to make up a word since mutually covers it. Is so, certain trifactually is not a word? Trifactual. Trifecta. So, here's what I'm going to say. I did a show recently, and there was uh, two girls that came to the show. They didn't know me. I actually met them out on the street before they were walking by, and I talked to them and said, hey, you guys want to see some comedy? Right? I do that. It's called barking sometimes. <laughs> before shows and they were cool they were friendly they were fun they were on vacation you know they were saying so I did the show they thought it was funny after the show they walked out 
I talked to them, thanked them for coming. They were smiling. They seemed happy, right? They seem, you know, when an audience member enjoys the show, they've got that look in their eyes that lasts for, it's like a buzz, right? Like they're, they're, they're buzzed from a good show. Like they were dazzled and got a lot of laughs and they were entertained, odd, whatever. Sometimes that happens. Not all the time, but it happens when you do well and, and it registers with, with certain people that get your sense of humor, whatever. And uh, we started, we talked a little bit and I could tell that they were, you know, I've been so focused lately that like, I like to just do comedy, go home, sleep, and then work and do comedy and repeat that process so I can become, I can get as good as I can without like recreation or miscellaneous stuff in my life. But when I met these girls, I thought to myself, I was kind of on the fence. I was like, do I want to interact further which they seem like they want to and see where this goes and have fun whatever that means wherever the the carrot leads me to or do I want to um, you know do I want to do I want to get some rest like the good boy and me should you know go home before midnight get a little bit of rest get up do some good work and go do comedy game so on this particular night, I decided I would at least just talk with them further because I said bye to them quickly while I decided if there was any moves that I was going to make. And I saw that they sat down and ha they had a drink. So they weren't in a rush to leave for whatever reason, whether that's because they just wanted to relax there or they were hoping to interact again. Whatever it was, I didn't know, but I knew that there's a chance that they didn't want to remove themselves from my presence yet because we didn't we didn't exchange any information for a future interaction. So, being the confident person that I am, I I knew that, I knew that there was a chance that they were there because they didn't they wanted to talk, right? You look like was that a, you look like you didn't like what I said right there. Me? Was that cocky or something? No, no. Oh, okay. <clears throat> no, listen. Um, so I sat down next to them. I pulled up a chair and I said, "Hey guys, uh, showing that I'm willing to, you know, that I'm interested in 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 talking further." And they they were excited, you know, they were receptive to it, and and we enjoyed engaging in further conversation. And. Um, I got to get to know a little bit better about where they currently live and how long they're in town and naturally normal, you know, humans getting to know humans type thing, right? And um, and then the one girl went, went to the restroom and I thought to myself, you know what, I'm just going to go home. I'm not going to, you know, like I'm not going to think about my own selfish desires here or what potentially the three of us could do to have fun together, whatever that means, whether it's going to another club and having fun or, you know, the world is the oyster, right? I, but I was like, I'm not going to pursue those things. I'm going to go home and I'm going to get some rest. That's what I thought. And appreciate this interaction for what it was. They seem to have fun. We'll, we'll cut it here. So I told the one girl that was sitting there, I was like, look, I had a good time. It'd be fun to exchange numbers just in case there's an opportunity to hang out again before you guys leave town. You know, I felt like it was the right thing to do. Um, you know, that that way, you know, it wasn't just like a goodbye, right? So we, we exchanged um, digits, and the other girl came back, and I was like, hey, I'm going to get going. I just gave your friend my number and vice versa. Maybe I'll see you guys before you leave. It's been fun. Thanks again for coming out. And I exited, right? And I'm walking across the street, 
and I'm not regretting my decision at all. And then I hear that girl scream my name. So she came out of the bar, and she's screaming my name from the bar. As I'm crossing the street, walking in the other direction, I turn around, I hear, I knew it was her, right? I recognized her voice. And I was like, hey, what's up? And she screams, Mike, come back so we can convince my friend to have a threesome. That was literally what she said. I'm not... She, she screamed it. She didn't say it. She actually screamed it so everyone could hear it, you know? Yeah. It yeah. wasn't... You know, it wasn't a whisper in my ear. It was a yell. Yeah. yeah. So there's people out there that can verify. There's eyewitnesses, probably. Yeah. Like, um, ear witnesses. Well, I don't. I don't think myself or your listeners would ever call you a liar. So not that we need yeah. ear witnesses, but yeah, ear witness. Uh, well, I appreciate that, Brian. Thank yeah. you. So, so immediately I'm like, I just turn around and I'm walking back <laughs> toward her with Probably no... a little quicker pace. Yeah, quicker they... pace and no hesitation, right? Yeah. Just a quick, oh, oh, yeah, okay, I think I just heard that, okay. Yeah. Uh, naturally, I'm, I'm actually slightly confused when I hear that because that's just not something you ever think you'll hear, right? It's something that... I'm not even going to say it sounds too good to be true. It just doesn't sound real because it's something It's something you don't expect to hear and it's something that you, I don't know, right? Oh, yeah. So I'm walking back and she's got a big smile on her face and she's kind of got a look of innocence about her, which was also kind of, I don't know the right word for it. I'm not going to say attractive, but like, she just, she seemed like a fun, like, just girl that was like, like, she, she seemed like a good person and a genuine person, but at the same time, like, willing to have fun in life. She's at a point where she's, like, cool. I don't know how to explain it. So, anyway, I was like, okay, let's, uh, yeah, I'm willing to give you, a, I'm willing to help you out by trying. <laughs> right? I'd be willing to assist you in that effort if you'd like. I, I wouldn't want to let you down. <laughs> To try to actually benefit yeah. all of us. Yeah, right? And, yeah. and um, long story short, um, we sit down, and her friend at that time was in the bathroom. The girl whose number I got was in the bathroom. So the girl whose number I got is not the one who came out and, okay. and asked me to come back. So we're sitting down talking. The girl whose number I got comes out of the bathroom and sees me there, and she's kind of like a little confused like <laughs> she's like wait am I having deja vu I thought we just said bye <laughs> we just exchanged numbers like why are you here you know not like upset but confused right like um and I'm like and I've got a smile on my face I was pretty confident I mean we got a two-thirds vote already yeah. you know what I mean <laughs> which I know it has to be okay. unanimous but two-thirds is pretty good well yeah yeah um and uh you know it, it was so funny because she sits down. She seemed happy to see me. And um, we started... The conversation at this point was quick. Before I left, we talked about... We, we planted the seeds at one point about potentially doing something after the show. Where we're like, whoa, what do you want to do? I don't know. What do you want to do? But neither of us had the the push to be like, let's go back to one of our places. right? There wasn't anything strong enough to push us over. right? And at this point... So we had already talked about ideas of what the three of us could do. None of none of those ideas entailed verbalizing going back to one of our places. The one whose number you got wasn't aware 
why you were pulled back by the other one? Not yet. Um, I think we, I think we, I think the justification for me coming back was told to the girl, um, who just came out of the bathroom that, hey, um, your friend reeled me back in. She told me to come back in because she wants all of us to hang out longer. That's how we started the conversation. She's like, okay, well, what do you guys want to do? I was like, you know what? I was thinking about it. Why don't we just go back to your place? (laughs) You know, I was like a lot more bold this time because I felt like I had a um, justification of some sort to try, right? Mm -hmm. And she was very receptive to it. She's like, okay, (laughs) right? So... So I'm like, awesome. Well, I say we just close our tabs and head over. You know, in my head, I'm thinking, you know, I don't want to have to stay up later than necessary. It's a weeknight. <clears throat> and um, anywho, we, you know, we, we head back to the hotel right there near Times Square. Square, And uh, it was a very tiny room. Basically, the entire room was just a king-size bed. That's it. And a, and a shower. So there was no chairs or furniture. We immediately have no choice but to all kind of chill on the on the things in the direction. <laughs> we have no ch- choice but to <laughs> sit on the bed together like we're like at a slumber party or something, you know. And it was a really unique situation to be in. I've never I don't think I've ever been in I did a recording once where I had two girls stay with me that rented my place from Airbnb and we actually did a podcast and we talked about this type of scenario on the podcast and it was like really exciting during the podcast. I never aired it because at that time I felt like it was too explicit, but it was really an entertaining episode to create and listen to when I listened to it backwards. Um, Nevertheless, though, I had never like just been chilling on a bed with two girls that were like available I guess you could say and like attracted to me which was they told me that like we we established that they were both attracted to me it was verbalized right um so now I found myself in this very unique situation where I've talked to friends who have done stuff like this before and they said you just have to let it happen right and I thought to myself well I'm not really interested in letting stuff like I'm not gonna wait till 6 a.m. and the sun comes up to just hopefully let something happen. Honestly, like, I care about my rest. I'm getting older now. (laughs) So, like, there's a certain point where I'm like, all right, I'm just going to... The light switch just turns off and I'm going to say I'm cutting my losses or whatever. Cutting our losses, it's for the mutual benefit, right? Um, And I I finally, after kind of just sitting there chatting or whatever, I was like, all right, I'm going to take the bull by the horns. (laughs) You know, and, uh, and I says... I says to them, hey, you know, uh, kind of a unique situation we've got here. (laughs) Um, How do you guys feel about the fact that you're both attracted to me? (laughs) Um, Is this, have you ever been in a situation like this before? I I could see some unique things going down. I don't know exactly what my words were, you know. By the way, I'm improvising in this moment because I've never been in here and there's no script you know, there's like no script for this. It's, the, you know, there's like. You know, what we were talking about earlier is that that's that's the step one to get to the step two. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. If they've never been in this position. You don't True. offend anyone. Yeah. You know, let's let's figure. We don't want to make any assumptions, and we don't want to go from one to ten. We unlock level two, then great. Yeah, and and I don't think the audience will understand the level things yet. We could come back to that. Well, 
Basically, we talked about how part of respecting a woman, veer me back because I'm going to forget what we were talking about, okay? A big part of respecting women is communication and being on the same page with through honesty. Um, and, you know, guys can be ruthless monsters that happen to when you, when you, um, and selfish and greedy, and so can any human, right? But, um, if you allow yourself to be controlled by your sex drive, um, it can, it can, it can really hurt other people sometimes if you don't go about it in a way that's respectful and, um, and all encompassing. So, uh, what Brian and I were talking about with the, the leveling thing. Are you recording this? Uh, what we were talking about with the leveling thing is if you do, it, it's good to state your intentions, but at the appropriate time. I don't think deception is good. Um, I think it's good to express what you want out of a situation. You should. In fact, in any situation in life, I think people respect honesty and straightforwardness as long as it's done with tact and with appropriate timing. Um, so with these girls, I wasn't, I think it would have been disrespectful for me to just be like, hey, you guys want to have a threesome? Because I know how one of those girls feels, but the other girl, we haven't gotten to that point yet. We haven't established the path to having that blunt question yet. It would be from A to Z too quickly or one to 10 too quickly. You got to go to level two, level three, level four. And each at each point in time, if you get like a, a mutual nod that you're on the same page, you can progress to the next stage of that conversation, right? Did I did I yeah. describe that correctly? Yep. Uh, so anyway, that's kind of what I was doing here was I wasn't just going to like come out with a disrespectful, blunt question. It was a series of questions leading up to that what would seem like a blunt question would, would be a normal question if you get to that point where it's appropriate to ask based on them being on board for everything else. So, um, you know, I, 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 I asked these questions, you know, I said, hey, you guys are attracted to me. Uh, <laughs> I'm attracted to you. I'm excited. I think that uh, rather than just letting, rather, rather than just like hoping something happens, I just wanted to kind of ask and see how you guys feel about maybe doing something about this attraction that we have toward each other. <laughs> um, and I think that the girl who proposed the idea to me was excited that I was brave enough to get to that point because I don't think she knew how to bring it up to her friend. So I was kind of, I was doing community service here. <laughs> um, For a community of one? Yeah, a community of three. Um, which technically is kind of a community. Yeah. You know, three or more. I think a definition of community might be three or more. <laughs> Maybe even two or more. I don't know. Anyway. Um, and the girl who... Uh, the dynamic was this. This is where things are going to shift, guys. Their relationship to one another is that they're really good friends, but they also work together. They do. And one of... The girl... The girl who we were going to try and convince I found out not only do they work together but that girl is the other girl's boss and they're on, they're not on a work trip they're on a recreational trip because they're friends they but they happen to work together and they also met through work so the boss was like honestly I want to but I don't think 
she's like we're potentially dabbling in an area because there's a work in um, a work connection here between them that I could see somehow going back poorly right so she was hesitant I was like okay let's we don't have to make any rash decisions right now <laughs> so I was like how about this I'm gonna go take a shower since I need to shower to be clean for my own sanity and then I'll come back you guys talk about it see how you feel you know and so I go shower and I came back and I was wearing nothing but a towel and I was like um mind if I participate in this discussion again right <laughs> um uh, <laughs> is this entertaining or not yeah this is good and uh you're like yeah please and this time I think <laughs> we're like having a series of one-on-one -on -one conversations now so like one of the other like we the boss wanted to have a direct conversation with me so we asked the other girl to leave right so the other girl left and she's like where'd she go out in the hallway for a couple minutes until she couldn't take it anymore she like busted back and she's like I can't take it what are you guys saying <laughs> you know a little younger um anyway um don't worry 18 plus um so <laughs> what did you and the boss talk about the boss was like, she's like, I think she's excited about this idea, but I don't think she's thinking clearly because she's thinking in terms of that she's excited right now. And I think she's like, I'm more experienced in life and I've seen how this can happen like between coworkers or something like, not this particular situation, but just involving this type of personal stuff and how I can cloud, it can cloud the relationship in some way, shape or form. I was like, all right, you know, I, um, I respect, I respect whatever, whatever you guys think is best. But I was like, I think at the end of the day, if you're going to say no, do it because you don't think it's right. Not because you're making a decision for another human being, right? Like mm -hmm. you can say no for whatever reason, just do it. Just say, no, I, I don't want to for whatever reason, but not because you're protecting somebody else or you're thinking for them. Does that make sense? Yeah. And even if you are thinking for them, I wouldn't necessarily say that out loud because that can come off as condescending. You know what I mean? Condescending like you don't trust that that person can make their own decisions type thing. But I guess it, if, if anyone can do that, it's coworkers where one of them is the boss, I guess. <laughs> right? Um, so... You know, kind of a kind of a unique thing. Anyway, I ended up. I was like, all right, let's let's just lay down together, and I I at least got to enjoy their company. I spent the night there, and I we cuddled, right? And I had my arm around each of them, and we talked, and I was kind of like a like a, a positive figure. Uh, <laughs> like so, like one of the things that we did was we, we took. We took turns spooning in different directions. So it, like, turned into this, like, fun slumber party. Like, this... It was, like, a gay slumber party. Like, I turned into, like, the gay guy <laughs> that, like, they didn't have to feel threatened by. Yeah. So yeah. I'd, like, spoon them. Like, I was in the middle of, like, Switch. <laughs> and I, like, faced one of them. You called the, for the Switch. I did, because I'm... You know, I felt pretty... How often did you, did you feel that you needed to... Anytime I felt like... Or? Yeah, just anytime my, my desire felt the whim to rotate but I don't okay. mean that out of selfishness if they wanted to switch 
it's a it's a three way street. Okay. So, okay. so you know, like one of they those, could those call a switch. Circles, right? Yeah, they could call a switch if they wanted to. Yeah, they you could get call. in there and you can exit any which yeah, way. They, yeah. So we we enjoyed each other's company and we talked about comedy. <laughs> you know, well, something that my guy friends would be like, "Oh, it's so gay, dude." <laughs> uh, <laughs> but. Yeah, so we did not... I'm not going to say nothing sexual happened, but I don't want to get into that for the purpose of purposes of this podcast. Because um, I do, I do want to kind of... I do want to be somewhat respectful that I don't just share everything. But just know that uh, we did more than that. Than the than the domino switch. <laughs> so, and and I will say this. I mean, that really went from one extreme to the other, just with that last little statement. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some some things happened. Um, I I will also say this, for for being a a guy who has never been in bed with two girls at the same time before, it was I think the biggest unexpected thing, the biggest part where you're like in the moment you're like wow this is new is it's almost like you have to balance the attention that you're giving it's like juggling do you know how to juggle no i do not well you have to be thinking about a couple different there's like a circuit involved now right and there's a circuit with I mean, I with one partner but now imagine that there's a circuit that's going in a circle where there's more than one person and you want like e- equal energy and distribution going throughout that circuit so you can sense when somebody feels like they're being neglected you can just you have to sense that and then give more attention to that if it's like <laughs> it's like juggling you really learned a, a whole lot from your first non-sexual threesome didn't you well i didn't say non-sexual but <laughs> um but it was an interesting dynamic nonetheless to to experience needing to distribute um it's like having a conversation when you go to a, when you're out with friends and there's more than a one-on-one dynamic you want to spread the attention out if you feel like somebody's kind of like not getting enough attention or say you'll like include them or ask them questions and there's different ways of showing attention than just words obviously mm-hmm. <laughs> so <laughs> right uh, that's all I'll say all right um hey oh <laughs> Hey Mike, let's talk about some comics. <laughs> Did I go too far with that? No, that was just just a right amount topics. Remember, so you said just say this when we no. need to, you know. No. But no, that was good. You're, you're happy with it? Yeah. Do you like that I keep coming back to you for reassurance? <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see here. Um, let me check my. I think notes. I think the the audience is reassuring you as well. Just do you think they from are? their homes and hearts? You think that they enjoyed that story? Mm-hmm. Did they get? Did they get what they needed from it, or are they wanting to know more? Well, I think you know, like you said, the uh, the rest of it may need to be released at a later date on one of your under, unrated. Yeah, casts, I think it would you know? be. I think it would be appropriate to wait to get into more specifics when I'm, you know, when I'm making all my money off just comedy, and I'm not in a rush to do that. I'm happy with my job right now, and I want to be respectful of that um, and there will come a day I think um, you know when the time is right that I can release more details if if anyone ever wants to know 
in episode 40A or 40B, whatever. All right. Um, so, comedy. Comedy. Uh, I performed at Caroline's for the first time on Monday night this week. It was awesome. Did a spot there. Doesn't this just sound so boring now compared <laughs> compared to? <clears throat> I think we need to end the podcast. I think the climax has already been achieved. Now it's just the talking and cuddling well, section. No. Um, but that's that's essential in any relationship. You're right. So let's cuddle, guys. Cuddling. Let's cuddle. Let's cuddle. let's cuddle, dude. Let's let's metaphorically yeah. cuddle right now. Yeah. Let's switch. <laughs> Whatever you say, switch. Is that what you use? Yeah. Was that yeah. I was I was actually being funny at random points and they were laughing. Like I was entertaining them. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. You know, being silly and just like being myself. Like switch now. Switch again. No, I don't. I don't even remember what I was doing. <laughs> um, but I could see myself doing that, which means I probably did. Yeah. Um, Visualizing is half the uh, part of making reality come true, right? If you can see it, you can achieve it. All right, Caroline's. I did. A, I did a spot there Tuesday night. It was a lot of fun. Um, uh, first time, like I said, um, was able to get a couple laughs. You know, I was, I was nervous. It was my first time there. I was more nervous than usual, just because uh, I think that you know it's important for me. I care. I care. I always care, but I cared in a way that, you know, this one mattered more than usual because it's a bigger platform and uh, uh, in a way it's like an audition. Um, so, I got a recording of the performance, which is cool, got a couple pics, had some support, people came out, like five people came out to, to come check me out, which, it wasn't a bringer, um, but I, I uh, was able, people just wanted to see me, so it was cool. Uh, and, uh, It's hard to talk about comedy right now after that. We're, are we live? Or are we yeah, live? we're live. Um, it's 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 harder to talk about comedy after that trifecta. Um, <laughs> switch. No. Uh, <laughs> new topic. Um, no, I. What happened? I have a friend who works in comedy. Uh, it's a lady, and I'm developing a, a good. Um, relationship with her uh, and she's she's helping me out she came to watch me um, and we actually met up I think the next night and we went through and we broke down my my comedy she works in comedy so it's not like she's uh, she she's doing more than just helping me she she also has experience in the world of comedy I don't want to oust her or out her in any way or share any details but she's helping me nonetheless and I really appreciate it and we kind of like broke my set down line by line you know I like printed out my lines from what I did at Caroline's and we kind of took each line and like brainstormed conceptually how the joke comes off are there more punchlines are, the, are there different directions I could take it and if so are there better directions that will lead it down a path that will one get more laughs per minute, which in comedy is is actually L L P M LPMs. Those things actually matter. It's not just laughter per minute, but it's intensity of laughter per minute. In fact, you could watch you could watch comedy with no sound or visual on a 
like sound wave thing and know if it's good comedy because you'll see more LPMs. frequent LPMs. You can see it on the screen like a like like in GarageBand or something, um, and you want to get that up. Do to, many people do that? Uh, I don't know, but I think six laughs per minute is like a good thing. That means like a laugh every ten seconds. Um, the longer that goes, I'm really giving out the secret sauce here, but who cares? Because you know it is what it is. It's all out there anyway. Anything's on. The resources are out there. It's all about putting in the work. You know, you can know everything, but if you're not willing to put in the work, you're not going to make it happen. Um, the longer the distance between laughs, the better the punchline needs to be. The funnier it has to be. So if you're going to make people listen and you're going to draw them in, then the payoff, you need to make sure that the payoff is worth it. Mm-hmm. Um, otherwise, it's it's kind of like deflating for the audience and it's not really fair. You're not making it fair for them, right? So if you want to dabble in shit, just just do ran- sporadic punchlines often, right? And it doesn't have to be as funny. Um, and it's probably not going to be as funny because usually to get the big laugh, you kind of got to really lure them in. And then pop them over the head with a, a great punch. You know, you gotta whack them all that shit yeah. out of them. Just pop them, pop them like whack them all. You know, pop them like those, uh, you know, those creatures that come out of the woodwork when uh, when you're in a relationship. <laughs> all right. Um. You know, I mean, what's the deal with whack them all? All right. Um. <laughs> what's the deal with girls coming out of the woodwork when you're in a relationship? All right. Uh, so yeah, uh, I was really thankful when we're doing that. I'm working on that right now with my comedy. Um, you know, she gave me some notes and I'm actually reworking a bunch of it and I am, I'm excited because, uh, this process, I guess you could call it, is going to help, uh, not only make my comedy set better, but it's going to get it to the point where one, I'm, I'm really, I can like actually specifically take a topic that I want to talk about, about myself or what I want to reveal to the world about me and make that like do the process of making that specific thing funny rather than just arbitrarily piecing together random funny like a random funny collage this is a pattern collage where everything fits together properly and the content is exactly what I want to present so people let that sink into your minds um, and do do with that information what you will do you have any comments or questions? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, man, I'm taking it in. I, uh, I'm, I'm just listening to your advice right now. Thanks. Do you, so. do you like it, Brian yeah. Patrick? Yeah. Um, this will help me structure my set one day that I told you of. Yeah, you're going to try comedy? You're well, gonna I told you I've gonna... you put together. I haven't really put together any pieces since since a couple of the ones I ran by you. Well, you know? But it's it's nothing that I, I you know need to do right away. Let me know when you want to try Fecta. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think I need a couple more, a couple more jokes. You know, like I, I only have. I think, well, let me go back through here. I think I only have like two things, two, two to- topics or items. You know, so I, I need a little more. Yeah. Do, are we going to talk about that right now? No, no. Uh, no so. <laughs> I mean, we can if don't get the audience well, you excited. Here. I did. I let's talk about. It. Let's let's see. Talk about it right now. Let's see. Let's see what I talked about. It says Ultraman, and then in parentheses. So I'm guessing this is your note. Use an analogy at this point that conveys what you're saying, but exaggerates it. For well, you can't just say what I said if you don't. Did you get your vegetables? Well, this is me talking about 
sitting in the dentist chair. Okay, so feeling like a five-year-old when you're trying to lie your way so, out. Of so do that. Telling them that you actually flossed when they know that you didn't. Okay, so you know, talk about that, and then you can get my notes. You can't get my notes no, before. No, that's, that's I can't I can't go into my routine right now since it's not it's not ready. Okay. Set yet. Whatever makes you happy, Brian Kelly. You know. <laughs> You know, you, make, you know what you really did? You really happen. disappointed the viewers on Facebook well, Live. No, I, think, I think I just told them. No. I, that, that, that's my... Don't, we, don't you tell me that. I disappointed them. <laughs> when you know okay, what... So yeah, no. <laughs> Can I finish? <laughs> Go ahead. When we did a Facebook Live and we talked about Christmas caroling, the highest point of that thing was right when I said, do you want to sing, sing a Christmas carol? The the entire... You can like see like the high point of, of views Every that was the highest point. People were like ready. They wanted to see us oh. do a Christmas carol, and then as soon as we were like, "Oh, Brian, Brian's not ready. He needs more alcohol in him," the thing everyone started dropping off. They, they ended the video. They, they tune in <laughs> later. They tune in later once we had. I think we were almost done. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think that. Do you feel guilty? I don't want you to. No, no. I don't mean to chastise you. I don't mean to clip your schnats, you know. <laughs> so okay, well. So my piece was talking about, I think I already said it, you know, I don't know how much more detail you want me to go into, but you can tell me okay. that, you know, you kind of feel like a child when you're sitting there and the dentist and the assistant are asking you if you floss, you know, on a, on a, on a daily basis. You feel like a you're child. trying to lie your way out of it. At, at what age in life? Still? Yeah. Yeah, but it, actually I've been flossing daily here lately, so uh, this may not be applicable to my actual life anymore. Well, when was the last time you lied to the dentist, Brian? The last time I was there. Which was what, uh, 10 years ago? No, it was, uh, I get, I've got a, another appointment here in a couple months, so it would have been, you know, six months back from, from March. Let's yeah, say. so it's so maybe it's September. Say October, September, yeah. October. That's awesome, that's better than me. Good for you for going to the okay. dentist. <laughs> um, Thanks. So, what were my notes? <clears throat> so, your notes use an analogy at this point that conveys what you're saying, but exaggerate it. For example, did you eat your vegetables? Did you clean behind your ears? Actually, can I go ahead and do it for you since you're a dependent infant? <laughs> That's what I said. <laughs> so I guess, yeah, okay. So can you elaborate on that? Can, can I elaborate on, on my notes? You want me to elaborate on my notes? For myself and for, for the viewers. I'm trying to figure out what I meant by that. I guess what I'm saying by that, because I don't even remember this conversation. I remember you telling me that you wanted to try comedy. I don't remember that actually. I don't remember the specifics until now. This is all being re-entered into my... This is data being re-uploaded into my mental matrix. Um, I guess what I'm saying is if you feel like they're treating you like a child, it'd be funny to see the exaggeration of that. Right, so if they're like, hey, did you floss? It's like, hey, why don't you just ask me if I, you know, clean my ears? I mean, okay. why don't you, why don't you just do it for me, you know? <laughs> like, not, since I'm a dependent infant. Yeah, like, because that's kind of, if you feel like they're treating you like an infant, why don't you, you could go different ways with it, you know? You could, you could either go from the perspective that they're actually intentionally doing that. AKA they're calling you a dependent infant and they're either making fun of you or they're doing it just to be nice because they think you're a dependent person. Mm -hmm. Or you could be like, hey, I feel like a dependent infant here. Um, you know, and you could sarcastically be like, 
sarcastically like, while you're at it, why don't you clean my eardrums? Yeah. Get the wax out of my ears, please, you know? You're actually supposed to have someone do that for you, though. Really? Yeah. Can you do it for me? Yeah, I'd be happy to. Let's cut the podcast off and just uh, do a quick eardrum swap. If only you would mind doing mine afterwards. I would. Uh, you guys have been a great audience. So. <laughs> so then the next the next item I had, and you told me that you didn't think this was a good one to talk about because it was kind of like putting myself down. But I was going to talk about how my name is kind of a kind of a pussy name. Okay. You know, like Brian is not really the guy that you know knocks the other guy out at the bar for talking to his girl. He's the guy that wakes up and gets, you know, says he got his ass kicked last night. Okay. He's, I say, uh, I say, Brian has house plants. Brian doesn't go out to lunch with the guys at work because he packs his own. <laughs> 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 uh, and it's usually one of those pre-portioned tuna packages. Okay. You know? Uh, and then it says, I bet Brian knows how to play the harmonica. <laughs> Are any of those true, by the way? They're all true. That's why. I, I like that. I like that they're true. No, I like that they're true. That makes it uh, um, suave. Um, so, what were my notes on that? You didn't have any notes on that, but uh, I, I remember exactly what you said. I know what I said. I think I remember. I was saying that... I was like, I don't think Brian seems like a, a soft name, necessarily. Didn't I say something like that? Um, like... Hey man, your name is cool. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but well, if you didn't, I appreciate that comment now. Yeah. So um, maybe maybe if I ever do a set, you could at the end of it, you could say something like that, just so the audience, you know, maybe feels know, maybe they build you back up. Yeah, build you back up after you cut yourself down. Yeah, I'd be I'd be happy to do that. Hey, Patrick is a is a strong. Yeah, we talked about that one over Christmas. Pat. Pat is, is, is almost as strong as mine, you know? <laughs> I listened to your, your Alexa built you up on that. <laughs> oh, yeah, Alexa giving me a big head. Um, anyway. For those that don't follow me on Snapchat, you're just going to have to miss out on that joke. Lesson learned, follow Mike on Snapchat. At what's the your, droid. What's your handler? At the droid, baby. A A T or no, sorry, it's not A T. It's the at symbol, and then it's just T H E D R O Y D. Did I tell you I changed your name in my phone to the droid? Really? Yeah. That's cool. How you'd like that? Dude, I I'm, I'm aroused by it. Speaking of that, look at the two droids I have down there. I, I got saw those. BB-8 and R2D2. Are you leaving them packaged in hopes that they're yeah. maybe worth some money? One you day? know what? I might just give them away to kids. I thought about Pretty it. Noble of you. Ah. You could wear your elf costume when you do. Yeah, maybe I will. You know, maybe I will give them away. Um, you know, it's like nice toys, but they're like, you know, describe what how those are like a, a foot tall or less, maybe ten inches tall. We got a ten inch tall R two D two. Actually, go push. Do you mind doing it? Push the buttons on. Uh, you can hear BB eight talk and R two D two. That's pretty neat. <laughs> Where, uh... That one was BB eight. <laughs> Yeah. It's pretty cool. And each time you push it, it does a different noise. So. Well, let's check out the other one. Looks like you just. That's when he's freaking sounds out. like R two D two just had an orgasm. I, I think that's probably. I think I see some oil on your floor. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if R two D two gets horny, man. I mean. It does. I uh, I make a joke. Really robotic way, you know. I make a joke saying that my dad, he's older than me, so he's old droid and I'm young droid. You know? He's he's R two D two and I'm B B eight. I like that. Um, anyway, um, 
Wow, we, we really kind of talked about a lot of a lot of good stuff, huh? Uh, I got a show that I'm starting uh, February nineteenth. This is the next is the first one. It's going to be at the Lantern. I get to be the producer of the show. I get to book the show. I can do whatever I want if I want to host or do a spot or headline the show, do thirty minutes of material, whatever it is. So I'm really excited about that opportunity. That's a big deal. Um, and I'm just working to, you know, get the best five minutes set together possible that's hopefully clean enough for TV that I can, you know, use for auditions anywhere. I'd like to, uh, you know, start doing the college market, especially in the Northeast, you know, just go to random colleges, do like an hour of material. I'll drive to some colleges with you. You will? Yeah, yeah. let's do it. Let's do it, man. Where are we going first? Well, I got to get booked. Yeah. Well, if you want to help me get booked, you can. <laughs> if you tell me what I got to do, uh, I got a market yet? Yeah, hey, hey, absolutely. I mean, there's a, there's an entire process to this. You're welcome to anything you want to do. I, you told me you want to help, so I, I've got. There's a thousand things that that marker board right there has about a uh, hundred things listed on it as far as to dos to help me move forward in the entertainment business. So, okay. um. Uh, one of the things would be coming to support on February 19th and maybe filming it. Um, you want me to film? Potentially, yeah. Uh, I got the camera. Hey, you know, other ways we talked about helping that you're going to do. Uh, I've got my portable microphone. We're going to go into the subway and just street, street perform. Do comedy on the subway or in the subway um, waiting area. Um, maybe on the streets, do a little street perform. Just improvise, you know. Basically a podcast through a microphone that's not recorded as a podcast, but just interact with people, maybe do some pranks, you know? Pranks? Maybe do some pranks. Um, what kind of pranks are we talking here? I don't know. I think it'd be fun to kind of like grab some mannequins or whatever and just kind of... Some mannequins? Maybe just kind of like interact with mannequins and get up, <laughs> like show emotion toward them. You know what I mean? Like, do just you have mannequins? No. So you'd have to get some mannequins. I think it'd be pretty messed up if you came over and I had some mannequins here and you're like, hey, Mike, what are the mannequins for? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess how weird it would be would be really dependent on your answer to that question. Isn't that funny that sometimes you can justify I mean, the craziest kinda like, things? You kind of stuttered there a little bit. And <laughs> you were like, uh, I, uh, then I'd be a little weird. Yeah. But Isn't if you it? gave me like a really quick, hey, Brian, I use them for this. It was a legitimate answer. <laughs> I'm, using, so I'm using them for comedy. <laughs> be okay with it. But like I said, if you were secretive about it and you quickly like pushed him under your bed or... What if I was like... What if I was... Hey, what if I was like really um, cool about it and like had like the best, slickest, quick answer ever and then like somehow I just made this little falter where like tripped over like the remote and the TV turns on of a previous recording I'm like... Like who knows what like shows up with me in the mannequins? Like, like you recording yourself? With what mannequin on either side of you? Like a conversation on the couch? Like the exact thing that we just talked about? And I'm like, why? Are you, why do you feel neglected? Don't feel neglected here. Does this feel better? What if, what if you had one of them and you tried to do it like you and I talk, and then you called it Brian? <laughs> yeah. And you started using all these references, and I could tell that it, you were actually intending on it being me. <laughs> that would make me nervous. That would be that would be really weird. I would be up for doing an introspective analysis <laughs> on myself and getting help. I would be open to getting some assistance. In a sense, I guess I'd probably be a little bit flattered, you know? 
probably more weirded out than flattered, but yeah. you know, there'd be a piece of me that'd be like, wow, man. You know, yeah. Mike likes me enough to picture one of his mannequins. Yeah. Well, if you think, no, thank you for that. Um, <laughs> if you, uh, if you really think about it, like, I used to, I used to fabricate jokes more so than I do now, and I had a joke about, like, being a creep in college that if you really, if it, like, if that was actually true, it, like, changes the entire perspective on the whole thing. I'll, I'll tell you the joke real quick. It's like, hey, guys, um, you know, we're all, we're all Facebook creeps or whatever, you know, I like, I like Facebook because you get to really kind of, like, get to know, you get to, get to know somebody much more than more than you like even know them yet right but you can't like show it too soon otherwise you'll come off as a creep uh you know i got i got caught being a creep one time in class there was this girl that i really liked and i was like uh, you know i was like um looking at all of her facebook stuff you know really kind of like digesting it and uh you know it was really awkward because we didn't really know each other yet but i knew who she was and she happened to be sitting right behind me in class <laughs> And as soon as I realized that she was there and that she could see me, you know, because she tapped me on the shoulder like, hey, what the hell is going on? You were scrolling through her Facebook pictures? <clears throat> yeah, I immediately, like, closed my computer. Um, and then I had to open it up. Um, right, I, I, what, I, the joke, it's been so long since I told the joke. And you could tell it's not a true story because I don't remember it. I was like, oh, shit. And I tried to minimize the Facebook uh, window. Which only made the situation worse because she looks at my computer and she's like, why do you have a picture of me and my friends saved as your desktop background? And I was like, oh my gosh, I, you know, I kind of like fumbled my words because I was nervous, right? Making the situation even worse, like we were just talking about. And while I'm fumbling my words, the screensaver popped up and it was just like different profile pictures from her over the last 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> so was any of that true then? No. <laughs> um... I, I I even took it to the level where I said something like, uh, um, she defriended me, she defriended me on Facebook because we were friends, or a girl defriended me once or something, and, you know, I reached out to her with a private message, I'm like, hey, I noticed you defriended me, why did you do that? I just, I've never, like, bugged you before, all I did was like one of your statuses and you defriended me. And she's like, I didn't like, I didn't defriend you for that. I defriended you because that status was from ten years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Which actually isn't as funny now because they have that thing called time hop or whatever, yeah. or on this day. Yeah. But before they had on this day, it would have been creepy. Yeah. If it's not on this day, it's creepy, right? Yeah, you probably have to elaborate and say that it wasn't even on that day. But then by then, you know, it's. Too, a little too much background. Yeah. So I don't do those types of jokes anymore. They're too fabricated and it's it's goofy and I, I like that. I think your audience is going to appreciate knowing that everything you tell is sincere now. Yeah, for the most part. I might bend something here and there or I might make up a fake punchline. Like, But usually the premise comes from a real a real place. So like the emotion behind it, the passion or the, the viewpoint is true. But I might like... To make it funny, I might have a punchline that's not as true. Who knows, you know? Um, but yeah, I can say that the routine, for the most part... One of the things that prevented me for a while from achieving more success in comedy was that I didn't have a consistent voice because I was writing jokes for laughs rather than trying to actually like be real. And I think you can appreciate this more than anyone because I know you like it when I'm just myself. Um, once I went down the path of trying to 
write from a true perspective and then find the funny after that, kind of writing jokes backwards, I guess you could say, then um, it helped me find my voice. Well, it helped me reveal my voice. It helped me... This podcast has helped me reveal my voice, you know, because I'm not doing stand-up on here. I'm, I'm talking, and that's who I am. You know what I mean? So I want my comedy to match that, but just in quicker formats. Obviously, you guys are not going to be laughing, like, every 10 seconds on my podcast. Um, the idea and goal is to have you laughing every 10 seconds in my stand-up, but in the podcast, it's more... It's like an accordion. I'm, I'm stretching it out here, and I'm just talking now and in the moment rather than, like, having more... Does that make sense? <clears throat> yeah, I don't really get the accordion analogy. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think accordions are making sound the whole time, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, I, uh, but I think in comedy, you know, you gotta, you got to reach for some of that stuff. Reach and, for what? You know, some of those analogies. Yeah. And accordion may not have been the best one, but I certainly <laughs> appreciate it. I certainly appreciate you know you're reaching for that one. Yeah, so Brian, you know what? Before we um, before we finish this session, well, first of all, is there anything you want to talk about? And secondly, I'd love it if you interviewed me for a couple minutes. You know? Oh, you can't ask me to do that. I don't have any questions. You don't have any questions or things that you want to hear me talk about? I, I'd like to talk about your mannequins a little bit more. Okay. Uh, Canadian tuxedo. No, if you would, maybe I can. Uh, I'll work on preparing some questions for the next, well, next time. As long as you don't, if you don't have any questions, that's fine. Um, <clears throat> there won't be a next time. You just got fired. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, no, that, that would be great, Brian. I, this has been a fun podcast. Um, this has been a lot of fun. I uh, talk about mannequins. There's something about there's something creepy about mannequins, but also funny, which is also <laughs> the same thing with comedy. If you think about it, there's something creepy about funny people, but also really funny. And there's a fine line there. You can make mannequins very funny, and they can also be very scary and creepy. Just like some of these scary comedians that are out there right now, and some of the things that have kind of been coming out of the woodwork. Um, it's crazy stuff, which is not very funny. Um, but uh, yeah, do you um, do you have any mannequins? <laughs> I actually have a. Uh, I, I do have a puppet. You have a puppet? Yeah, I've got a monkey puppet. Yikes. Yeah. That's scary. Yeah. That's kind of like the Phantom of the Opera monkey is what makes me think of that. Phantom? I haven't seen Phantom. There's a, there's a monkey at the beginning of Phantom okay. of the Opera that like clashes its thing together. It's yeah, one I mean, of the things in the auction. Yeah, you know, obviously he's packed away somewhere. I don't, you know, sit around and play with him anymore. Yeah. But at one point in time, you know, I used to, I guess. Yeah. His name is Joe Bob. You gave him a name? Yeah. And and tell me about that again, sorry. It's much too elaborate. You played with him again? <laughs> yeah, I mean I did. I used to when I was younger, you know. You uh, played with this fake monkey? Well he was like like I said, he was a puppet. Oh so you know, so I'd sit there and make him talk and things yeah. like that. Oh Brian, that's so scary. <laughs> yeah, it probably is a little bit. No, it's fine. Uh um I told you yesterday when we talked on the phone that I was going to watch the movie The Lion King. Yeah, how that did, and I asked you to pull some inspiration out of it and how you could apply that to our our hangout slash. I feel like we interacting can... with women. Are you today. in a rush right now? Or are you good? 
Uh, we just gotta get somewhere by six. So we got a bit. We got an hour. So, um, the Lion King. <clears throat> um, I know that you could, you could make fun of me for for uh, watching this movie at the age of thirty one. Let's yeah. point out that it wasn't uh, on TV. Oh, I I bought this. But it's yeah, the DVD. it's the it's the Blue Raymond. <laughs> So this is the Blue Raymond that I have, and uh, I did learn something. I watched uh, I watched The Lion King, and I watched Mufasa take Simba when Simba was just a young... Is it a cub? Or is that a bear term? No, I think it's cub. A lion cub. Okay, so cubs can apply to bears and lions. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, Mufasa took Simba out to show him a little bit. There, you know, they, it started by... Him and his son standing on that rock and looking at the whole kingdom. Pride Rock. Pride Rock. And he yeah. said, everything that the light touches is part of our kingdom, right? Which is um, kind of a cool thing. And, you know, he established boundaries like anything that the light doesn't touch, you're not allowed there, blah, 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 whatever. Um, the lesson I got was when he took Simba out to start teaching him, you know, and essentially being a dad, but also teaching him and grooming him to someday be the king, you know, the king of the jungle. And, you know, I think there, there's two types of kings or leaders, I guess you could say, right? There's the good king and the bad king. Obviously, Scar is somebody who had that, you know, his, he just wanted to be king. He wanted the power. He, Scar is Donald Trump, right? <laughs> you don't like that. Um, now... You know, Scar is, a, is the metaphor for somebody that um, wants uh, power, but it's for selfish reasons. Uh, Mufasa is a good example of a good king or a good leader where it's it's bigger than him, and he accepts that and, and operates that way. And in one of one of the first lessons he gave to Simba, I think Simba wanted to do something, and, and his, his dad said something like, being a king is not about, you know, just doing everything you want, whenever you want. You know, there's a bigger picture that you have to kind of put ahead of yourself, which is, you know, the, the kingdom. And he's like, we we all live together in this ecosystem, essentially. Um, and, uh, you know, for example, you know, even though we eat the antelope, uh, we have to respect all animals because, um, you know, when we die, we turn into the grass that feeds the antelope and it's a kind of a, a cycle that continues to move on so we're all we're all part of it and we all have to respect it and no matter what your role even if you're king of the jungle you have to respect the jungle and it's your role as a leader to 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 be a good king. he's teaching him to be a good king basically and not be a selfish deceptive type person that's you know that just wants the power for himself right so i thought that that was a really good um lesson on on the way of looking at things is that you know a good king thinks about everyone and and respects everyone as an equal if that makes sense and, and is able to let go you know and he, he's able to accept that he's not going to live forever and you know and that he's going to be part of the, the ecosystem later on so um i thought that that was a pretty that was my takeaway any thoughts on that? Or? That's, a, that's a good one, man. I'd have to, I'd have to agree with you. Yeah. Does it give you a boner? Or? Yeah, it does. Actually. Do you? Can you can? Can you see it? 
Do you think, uh... Do, do you, uh... How do you feel about... How do you feel about Good Kings, dude? <laughs> well, uh... You know, I, I mean, I guess I can't speak a whole lot on, on Kings, because that's not really the, uh, the type of government we have here. Uh, <laughs> I mean, maybe, uh... But, you know, I'm not saying it's the, the wrong sort of way to roll, but it's just not what I'm familiar with. Do you think that... You know? Do you think that... Um... Do I think Mufasa was a great king? Yeah, do you think Mufasa was a, an yeah, awesome king? Yeah, you know, I think he was, and I think, you know, Simba's going to be a great king as well. What do you think of Scar? Scar was not, I mean, he was not. I don't think that's... What didn't you like about him? <laughs> oh, you know, uh... <laughs> well, I mean, I think you're right, Mike. I think he had the uh, the wrong intentions at heart there. You know, he wanted uh, <clears throat> to rule strictly, you know, because he was power hungry. I don't yeah. think that's the right way to do it. Do you he, think he, 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 you know, ruled by fear, which isn't good? Yeah. You know, you want your the people you rule to respect you. And he he also was very disrespectful. There was a bird. I don't know what the bird's name was. Yagu. The bird. Is it Yagu? He no, was, that was Aladdin. He just like he was like Scar was eating this like drumstick or whatever, and he just threw it like toward the bird carelessly and like hit it. You know? Yeah, that was. Uh... And I was like, man, that's that's not very respectful. You have to you have to treat that animal as an equal because in a way we're all again going back to Mufasa, we're interconnected, mm -hmm. and I believe it's true for humans. So I think it's really a metaphor for all of us to take away that we are all interconnected. And as weird as it may sound, I think when we the way we treat others, we should treat others not. This is gonna sound maybe crazy. You might be like, "All right, Mike, you're you're making me think you might have mannequins." But I think that when we <laughs> when we treat other people a certain way, we're a part of them. As weird as that may sound, like we're all kind of together or whatever. Like there's a part of us that are all connected. So in a way, when Scar is being disrespectful to that bird. He's also being disrespectful to himself without maybe realizing it. Does that make sense? Because that bird is a part of him. The circle of life. Yeah. Does that give you a boner? Or? The circle of life? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Awesome, dude. <laughs> well, I think that's a good... Give me a light boner. Yeah. I think that's a good place to end, right? Guys, um, thanks for laughing, uh, or at least paying attention, um... <laughs> And um, uh, I hope that you were entertained. And in a way, if you are entertained, then a part of me was entertained because we're all we're all interconnected in the circle of life. <laughs> so, so I just would like to thank myself if I was hilarious to you for making you laugh, which is like a part of me. <laughs> Does that does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Okay, cool. Thanks, it, guys. If you just talked about the circle of life, it wouldn't, but it does. Yeah. Yeah. Through the circle of love. I, I thanks, Mike, for making part of myself laugh through yeah. you. Awesome. Beautiful. One love. Peace. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening. By the way, am I the only one who's horny? <laughs>